0: How you guys doing? Welcome to this morning show. It's Tuesday, baby. And uh, the second half of the show immediately following this video will be with China Dow and myself having all kinds of good fun. So don't forget to go over to MotorcycleMadHouseRadio.com or you can hear the full show replays over on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all the major podcast platforms. Today, we got an interesting case that we're going to be talking about, one that I actually am excited to talk about, because a lot of times we're always talking about how one club member goes against another as far as informants or working for the feds, or they don't take their punishment when it comes. That isn't the case when we're talking about the Bagos Motorcycle Club in Las Vegas, them guys stuck together through all the BS that the government put them through. It was funny during this case, and this all arised out of the 2011 uh, Golden Nugget Casino thing where a Hells Angel president, I believe it was, got killed in that melee. But the prosecution was trying to center everything around an assassination attempt on this. One question I have. If that was true, that there was an assassination plot, then why in the heck was it a melee inside the casino? If it was an assassination attempt, they would have got him by himself. Or with a lot less people and a lot less cameras around. So automatically, that argument didn't hold water. Now, one guy came forward and said it was planned, that that was the whole, you know, goal that whole time during that was to get this guy. Well, it turns out that the federal government. Lied right there. He put a, they put a known liar on the stand and they knew it. If it wasn't for the defense attorneys and the guys sticking together, that would have never came out in court. They were facing some real hardcore Rico charges. And everybody knows Rico is very difficult to beat because usually, The government has a 98% conviction rate on whatever they try. And a lot of times they depend on people flipping on each other. If you've ever looked at any of the major cases where clubs, I'm talking in significant sizes, beat Rico, it was because everybody stuck together. I covered the incident uh, with the Hells Angels in Rockford, where they all stuck together. All of them, most all of them, got not guilty verdicts. Some took lesser charge stuff. You know, that's their personal decision. But nobody was ratting on each other. The only one ratting on each other was the ex-president, Josh. In this case... Nobody ratted at all except this one guy, and he lied his ass off on the stand. He's the one who kept on trying to perpetrate that this was an assassination attempt. Again, anybody that knows the streets knows that for an assassination attempt, you're not going to have other people around. It's usually going to be one or two guys that hit somebody, and they disappear in the darkness. They're not going to go to a casino. Where everybody knows there's cameras. In every nook and cranny. Of that place. And do an assassination. This whole thing started off as a fist fight. Then of course it escalated with guns coming out. And somebody got shot. Doesn't sound like a big Assassination attempt to me. No, that is how the feds tried to push their. They tried to narrow rate this uh, bullshit like that. And I actually laughed and I actually was like, what the hell are you guys doing trying to push this? I don't think any reasonable person with any common sense would have believed that argument. Because you don't have to be a genius to know that's not how it's done, even if you're a citizen. It happened out of a brawl. That's the way it happened. But the feds have had a heart on for the boggles forever. That's why they wanted to go at it this way. There was, and I think the figures are within the article, let's just say there was a ton of them there, and a ton got arrested. That is very scarce, where you would actually see everybody stick together, yeah, you lose one, whatever, but you discover them right away, and even the judge in the case was kind of cool. From what I've read about it, and that's very rare, where a judge is actually open-minded and can see through prosecution bullshit. That's just like a lot of judges up in Canada. They're starting to say, you know what, wait a second here, man. This ain't right. You cannot blame a club for the actions of a few of them. Or you can't use that in the past, this club has had criminal indictments against people. That can't be your crutch. And as time goes on and things evolve, I believe some judges, some, not all, are coming around to that viewpoint. That's all prosecutors do is rely on that BS. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, when Freddie went to trial, and I know they're going to use this against Conan and his, it wasn't necessarily about the murder of that radio DJ. They put the Pagan's motorcycle club on trial. Something that judge should have never let happen. And I hope during the appeals process it gets stricken down because the club should not have been put on trial. Of course you're going to bias the jury when you bring up crimes of the past because this guy, Freddie in this case, was affiliated with the Pagans. So they're not going to look at his innocence. They're going to be looking at what the club did as a whole. And that's one common theme that the prosecution does do against individuals is bring up the clubs themselves. I just wish one time that defense lawyers would get away from, well, they all have a love for motorcyclists, and actually dig in and say, you know what? Just because a couple people made the club look bad doesn't mean that my client's association with the said club makes him guilty. And I wish a defense attorney, while they're always bringing up the club's past, would actually say, okay, you know what? You're putting that kind of stuff in front of the jury. The judge ain't saying nothing about it. These cops are always making these accusations that You know, because these people are, you know, a part of this club, it's bad. Okay, bring up a couple incidences where cops did stuff. Does that same argument hold water with them then? Is all cops bad because of these people? I'd like that really to be brought up in front of a jury. Of course, it's going to piss off the judge. But then the defense has to argue, well, wait a second, judge, you were able to let, you let them be able to bring up this stuff about a club. Just because it's a police department doesn't mean we can't bring up their stuff at the same time because a defendant is entitled to a fair trial. So what's fair is fair. Fair. But back to the Bagos deal, I actually got a video pulled up for it, and you'll see the narration that went out on this case. Now, any that's what they do. They always fight this crap in the media, man, the cops. That's where they're smart, where the clubs be smart is to get their side of the story out right away to anybody and anybody that would put it out. Because they're playing to the jurors. It ain't about, well, we're treated like crap in the media. Even two minutes on the air would go good. Because at trial, yeah, I might have showed two minutes to the public, but hey, they got to hand over that whole interview where members are talking. You got to play for citizens' minds because that's what the cops are doing. They always do this. They always try to make it where the jurors are already biased against the defendants in a motorcycle club trial. They put that out there first. Then all of a sudden, you got the prosecution coming in with them saying, Well, look, we told you, look at all the stuff that this motorcycle club has done. It kind of scares the jurors. And to top it off, the judge orders all kinds of security for a trial. It's more like a military tribunal than it is a trial for a citizen of the United States. Sad state of affairs. And when a juror sees all that security, oh wait, well we should believe what the government's saying because look at all the security they need for this trial. See, they know how to play mind games with people. And I think clubs need to come back and play mind games with them. That's just my personal opinion. You gotta be a fighter when this stuff comes. Get your side of the story out everywhere. Because these people, when something like this happens, it don't just go locally. It goes nationally. And that's where you have to worry. Because when it goes nationally, you got all kinds of stuff stacked up against you. But I am my brother's keeper. I, You know what? That phrase right there has to apply to the Bagos. Standing tall, heads up high, facing off at the government knowing damn well they could be serving lives in uh, prison for these charges. But they knew that this had nothing to do with an assassination, that the government was trying to frame them for that incident. So they said, no, we're going to fight this. We're going to go to trial. And that's what A lot of stand-up people will do. And it's not only in the clubs, but anywhere on the streets. Stand-up people will go to trial, regardless of the outcome, because of that summation. I talk about those all the time. You heard us cover that in the Gypsy Jokers case, where he had to say he was a part of this club for so long... We made our money by drugs and guns, blah, blah, blah. We were a criminal organization, blah, blah, blah. And I talked about how the government uses that against clubs. But no, these guys went to trial and they fought. And when you know your innocence, you can prove it. And you need a good defense attorney. Going to a trial with a public pretender, you're in trouble. I, you know what, what I do is continue, 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 continue until the judge gets tired of it. Then you say, you know what, why don't you reach out to a law firm that can represent me as the Constitution says I should have. I shouldn't have to have a public pretender who has 3,000 freaking cases and is overloaded and would care less about if I get convicted or not. Because all they do is go to lunch with their prosecutor buddies and say, okay, let's uh, work this out in a deal. Kind of like the few good men with Tom Cruise, where he never stepped into a courtroom. That's all that happens with a public pretender. They got such a heavy caseload that they don't care what happens to you. Anyway, I'm going to play this right now. And this is from 2011, September 26, about the shootout.
1: There is a state of emergency in one Nevada city today over worries of a war from rival motorcycle gangs. It started with the leader of the Hells Angels biker gang gunned down inside a casino on Friday. Soon after a possible retaliatory drive-by shooting where another biker was killed. Now police are searching for the man who started it all. Trace Gallagher has more in the West Coast newsroom. Trace?
2: Megan, that state of emergency was declared in Sparks, Nevada, but neighboring Reno also went on heightened alert. They had a lot more cops on patrol. They had security measures in place. Those who don't know, the Hells Angels is one of the biggest biker organizations in the world. They call themselves motorcycle enthusiasts. The FBI says they are highly involved in organized crime. The fight began inside the casino as a fist fight. Someone threw a punch. Somebody else pulled a gun, the shooting started, and the 51-year-old leader of the San Jose Hells Angels chapter was shot and killed. Hours later, a retaliatory drive-by, and they are expecting more paybacks in the days to come. The mayor of Sparks, he tried to shut down this big event called Street Vibrations, one of the biggest motorcycle gatherings in the country. Tens of thousands show up. It didn't work. They kept on partying. The businesses stayed open, but the state of emergency did stay in effect. Listen to the mayor.
3: I hope that people
0: out there won't judge uh, the motorcycle community by the incident that happened. I don't think it's a true picture. Uh, Whenever you have people that uh, enter our city with bad intentions, uh, bad things are going to happen, and that's what happened here.
2: The Hells Angels believe the Vagos gang is behind the killing of their chapter leader, and experts say they will not give up until they believe the score is even.
0: Okay, that was Fox News, because that's when Megan Collie was on there. But did you notice how they framed the whole event? Now, again, I go back to the deal If this was an assassination, why the hell would everybody be there for it? Remember, that's the government's argument during this case. They said it was an assassination attempt. But that's how it all started out. How it started playing out in the news. How they tried to start reaching into jurors' minds. Because... It could be months, it could be years before even the first jury is picked. But in the meantime, they're feeding these kinds of stories, and this is what they're hearing. That's what they're hearing. Now, let's go to this news story. This was out of Casino.org at the time. Paul Kellner. The trial for eight Bagos members accused of federal racketeering in connection with a lethal 2011 brawl with the Hells Angels at Sparks Nevada Casino got underway in Las Vegas. It's always funny when one of the big 1% clubs have charges against them, they automatically go federal, screw the state, go right to federal. The shootout at the casino left one prominent Hells Angel member dead, raised questions on whether the gun battle was premeditated, By the Bagos gang. Premeditated. That's what they're pushing in this article at the time. Among the accused Bagos members. Ernesto Gonzalez. Who in 2013 was sentenced to life imprisonment. For the murder of Hells Angel boss Jeffrey Pettigrew. On the gaming floor. Of the Nugget Casino and Resort. He caught a break on that sentence in 2015 when the Nevada Supreme Court overturned his conviction on grounds that instructions to the jury had been improper. He was awaiting retrial when he was indicted by the feds with his fellow gang members on racketeering charges, and the state dropped its murder case. See how it's already playing out? Gang members. Anytime a civilian hears gang members, they get worried. Now, the prosecutors remained very much focused on the events of the 23rd of 2011 at the Nugget. They hoped to establish, hoped to establish that the incident was more than just a biker gang riot, but an organized hit. Wow, back then, a riot. Uh, Look what's going on in Minneapolis. I ain't going to even go there. Did enough on that. An orchestrated hit carried out by a criminal syndicate on a rival boss, a syndicate responsible for murder, kidnapping, robbery, extortion, drug trafficking, and witness intimidation. That's what they said in the news. And that's what potential jurors were hearing. Again, playing the club's past out in court trying to scare the jury. Gonzalez has always insisted he shot Pettigrew, known as the godfather of the Hell's Angels in San Jose, because he thought Pettigrew was going to kill his friend. Now, surveillance footage from the incident initially showed Pettigrew talking, apparently ambitently with Vagos members at the bar, but suddenly something made him throw a punch made him throw a punch before pulling a handgun and pistol, whipping a boggle's member with it. Self-defense at this point. How can it be an orchestrated hit when they didn't even start nothing? Something made him throw a punch at a bogo and pulled his handgun and pistol whipped them. Again? How is that an assassination attempt? Or how is that an assassination plot on behalf of the Bogos? At the same time, another Hells Angel also draws a gun and shots ring out. Two Bogos members are wounded by bullets. Pettigrew and another Hells Angel were stomping on a Bogos member with guns drawn at the time Gonzalez shot Pettigrew. So, Pettigrew... The gun pistol whipped and Gonzalez shot him for that, defending his friend. They also went and uh, John Hahn was uh, Pettigrew, said that Pettigrew's death had been ordered by Bagos International President Pastor Palafox following a series of violent confrontations between the two gangs in San Jose said the group of Vagos members had formed a gauntlet to kill Pettigrew and had attacked when the opportunity presented itself. That don't hold water. That argument doesn't hold water at all. They poured us uh, the defense attorneys went on and scorned the claim, uh, repeatedly described the incident as an active shooting situation. Stopping to or uh, shooting to stop two active shir- shooters is not murder, which it ain't. It ain't. The testimony of Gary Jabbers Rudnick, a former Boggles chapter vice president turned federal informer, that was the liar. That's the one they knew was a liar, but they still put him on the stand. Rudnick, who appears to in- initiate the fight with Pettigrew and it was Rutnick's testimony on which Gonzalez was largely convicted in the original state trial. He recanted his testimony that there had been a pre-planned conspiracy. In a final twist, it was Rutnick's life Gonzalez claims he was trying to save when pre- uh, he shot Pettigrew. That was the initial stuff. The initial stuff that came out when the trial was starting to go. It went to. The jury started weighing. The fate. Now remember during this. The judge chastised the prosecutors. For putting this other guy on the stand. And it was a five month trial. They were, and this is in between, they were uh, expected to spend several days deliberating whether the Geiger gang behind a notorious 2011, blah, blah, blah. Nevada is a criminalized organization, whatever. Key witness admits to lying. While charges differ from defendant to defendant, much of the case hinges on what happened at the Nugget that day. And on the testimony of former Vagos member Gary Jabber's rat motherfucker Rudnick. Rudnick claimed that the Vagos leader, Pastor Fostum Palafox, which you can see him on YouTube, great freaking guy, not stupid, had ordered the assassination of Pettigrew. When you watch that video, you'll see the same thing I did. He did not order this. But, cessationally, in September, Rudnick admitted in court he lied about Palafox and ordering the hit on Pettigrew. Huh. So, that's what was happened. It was Pettigrew who threw the first punch, pulled the first gun, fired the first shots, the jury heard. Two Bogles members had already been wounded by bullets when Gonzalez shot Pettigrew. Who, had, by the way, was stopping on a Bagos Be- member with his gun drawn. And it was all captured on the casino security cameras and, again, caught the attention of media around the world. Now, a California boggles biker gang members acquitted in Las Vegas racketeering trial, according to the Los Angeles Daily News. That's when they all got acquitted, because they stuck together. They weren't like this other guy. We're acquitted Monday on all charges, alleging they were a part of a broad criminal racketeering enterprise, That committed violent crimes for more than a decade, including the killing of uh, the Hells Angel leader. And the judge was Glory Navarro. And there was gasp uh, in the courtroom where the not guilty charges. So we had a good jury. They actually used their damn brains. Quote, this is what happens when the government tries to put people away with tricks and liars, said Daniel Hill, attorney for Pastor Faustus Palafox. You're damn right. Uh, I guess the jury deliberated the equivalent of only about two days after then uh, five months of, and that's awesome because they returned right away with all this. Messed up, man, messed up. They had to endure this because of the fez, and it was actually self-defense. I really encourage you to look a lot. See, I only got so much in a half hour's time for the first segment to go through these things. But if you get into the meat and potatoes of this case, very interesting stuff. It's very interesting seeing what the prosecutors were trying to do, how the defense attorneys fought back, uh, how the judge acted during the case, the rulings she made on evidence, and so on. Very interesting stuff, man. So I really do suggest that you go back and look at the meat and potatoes as well as a lot of the other cases that we're also looking into. You'll see a big picture developing of how prosecutors try to prosecute people that are in clubs. It's always put the club on trial. Just like they said in a couple of those news articles, which, yeah, they use the media to do that. As nothing but syndicate members, drug dealers. They All they do is rape and pillage the whole nine yards. And I am glad to see some of the biker organizations coming out and fighting against that narrative. Hopefully, they grow larger. That way, they can start taking on cases all over the country instead of focusing in on just the big ones. But it's very important for clubs to get their side of the story out, especially right in the beginning when jurors' minds can be got. Anyway, we're gonna go to the second segment. MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. Make sure you get your copy of biking and or not, well, get your copy of biking and brotherhood, the new age, but also brotherhood and betrayal. Uh, check that out on Amazon. Everywhere else, again, reruns of the entire show is on the podcast platforms. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel I appreciate it pass it around on all your social media you guys rock on man brotherhood and betrayal is an in-depth look at the
4: trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life this isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods this book will go into detail of events that actually happen All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm in the mood for something just a little bit wild. God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We
5: came, we saw, we kicked it hey. down. Rock! This is good stuff. I want to share
0: something with you. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB DB Rockford. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? It's the second half of the show. Wow, that first half, man. I'm serious. Go get into the meat and potatoes of that case, and you'll really see just how screwed up it really was. But I got a woman who says she's cleaning, but she's really doing is wandering around the house. Freaking picking up random stuff. That's what she does. And she, then she's muttering, you fuckers. It is China Dow. I don't do... Okay, yeah, I do do that. <laughs> I do. You're famous for doing that.
6: <laughs> picking up stuff and going, assholes. Yeah. Why do I gotta do it? Why do
0: I gotta do everything? I work all this time. And then I gotta come home and clean the house. You're a bunch of fuckers.
6: Yeah, like last night I had to come home and do dishes. God... God,
0: It's hard being a woman. It's hard having to be a domestic engineer sometimes. I don't like it. I want to quit.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I want to I quit my, my at-home job.
0: <laughs> we got to say happy birthday to Donna. Happy
5: birthday to you.
0: Happy birthday oh, to you. <coughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Big Titty Donna. Happy birthday to you. Oh,
6: no, you didn't.
0: (laughs) Hollywood gives that happy birthday out to my Canadian princess up there. She did a lot of work for us on uh, Brotherhood and Betrayal. She kicked ass, man. That's my girl (laughs) right up there. That's one of my favorite Canadians and stuff. Uh, Great person, man. Ain't she uh, China (laughs) down?
6: Yes, she is, dude. Please don't quit your day job.
0: Why? I think I sing good. No.
6: (laughs) That was just so wrong. (laughs) Well, it's better
0: than your Marilyn Monroe
6: impression. I thought that was pretty damn good. I don't know.
0: Hey, guys and gals out there, we have huge news for you this morning. China Dow's punishment has been lifted. Yes, she got a freaking porcupine in there yesterday, man. She got the needle bick, and it lasted more than a two-pump chump. Yes, China Dow. Uh. Woo! Woo! As I lit up yesterday, man. <laughs> China dolls off punishment. See, that's what happens when you look sexy, man. <laughs> I don't know what I did. She looked good from <laughs> head to toe, baby. She got oh, Hollywood says. You know what? Fuck that truck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that truck big time, I said. You know what? <laughs> Deal with it is what I was saying in my head. Deal with the fucking shovel, man. Hollywood needs some fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got have kept holding out, but
6: you you gave in. You're like, let's go. I'm like, where? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> uh, I didn't know where we were going. I thought we were going
0: like for a ride or something. <laughs> Next thing you know, I say take down your pants and... It was faster than a lightning bolt strike. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> why? <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: Always with the why.
6: I know. I'm like, why? And you're like, because I said. I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, I, I just had sex.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> How's it feel uh, not being on punishment any longer? It's I. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's all right. Should I just chalk it up to uh, a lack of <coughs> discipline? If it was just all right, It's I? Oh, it's you didn't. I. You didn't enjoy. This good. It was good. It's good. Really, you're hurting my ego here. It's good. Okay, I got your ass. <laughs> okay, I got your ass. I I got you. <laughs> it's like fireworks <laughs> <Better>.
5: <laughs> on
6: the That's, 4th of July. There you go.
0: That's better, man. That's better. That's better, you know? Okay.
6: It makes me feel a little better there. All right. It's, so, yeah, it's like fireworks on the 4th of July like the finale.
0: Can you believe them assholes from the city came over here looking for a donation yesterday
6: for that pool? That was funny. I was hearing that, and I was like trying not to pee myself laughing in the, in the middle of the gas station. Well, we're a small town and stuff, but yeah. they charge
0: some big fucking money. Oh yeah, it's like five hundred dollars for a family pass. Well, what the fuck, you want a donation from me? So what I did, if you didn't hear it last night, uh, I was sitting on the porch with my dogs, you know, 'cause you know, and you know, Zena slept with me last night, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. My pity slept with me. I was wondering why it was a little colder in my room. (laughs) Right? Anyway, I'm sitting there out with my dogs. You know, I got my pit bull, and I got the little Jack Russell asshole, but she's a good watchdog. Uh, You can ask uh, Shocker from Wisconsin. <laughs>
6: yeah every time she walked in the door she barked like crazy
0: oh yeah and stand in front of me and shit but anyway uh when i had that <laughs> seizure she was standing outside and stuff and not letting uh christine in that was, <laughs> it was funny shit. wouldn't let her in the room but anyway i kept on hearing this fucking knock at the door and you know when i'm outside enjoying my dogs i don't want to answer a fucking door they kept on banging and banging and banging on our door. Well, thank because it's a pain in the butt because
6: you got to take the dogs in at the same time.
0: Right, and here we are enjoying it. It was a little chilly. It was bonfire weather. Uh, but finally, I got pissed off. I got up, answered the fucking door, and this guy comes and says, You know what? Uh, we're looking for donations for the local pool. And I'm thinking to myself, you motherfuckers, man, you charge an arm and a leg just to use that little ass fucking pool that anybody can have in their back fucking yard. You know, I can't bump on the town because there's a lot of volunteer stuff we do around here. You got the ice rink and all that shit, which is cool. I'll donate to the ice rink because I love hockey. Uh
6: Uh-huh.
0: But I ain't donating to a fucking pool.
6: That we've never gone to.
0: Right. (laughs) In 10 years. (laughs) I want to get wet, I'll turn on the fucking hose. Anyway. I said, okay, I'll be right back. I go into the kitchen. I freaking slam my wallet down. I said, fuck you, man. So I got a glass of fucking water. And I went over there and I said, here. He's like, what's this? I said, that's your donation, motherfucker. Oh, it's a pool. You need water. It's a water. pool. You need water. Here's your donation. <laughs> the look on his fucking face was priceless. <laughs> I don't think he'll be coming by us to get a freaking donation anymore. Not for the pool. Well,
6: <laughs> uh-uh. uh-uh.
0: was I right, man? He's like a goddamn fucking Jehovah's Witness, man. Just kept on banging on my door.
6: I would have done the same thing. I'm just saying. Actually, I would have given him a bottle of water, you know. You would have. I would have. I would have made sure it was filtered, you know, whatever. Just give him a full bottle. That's insanity, man. But, uh, what would have been funny too Is if you handed them the box of pretzels we have In the freezer uh, you're Like here's for your snack bar <laughs> <laughs> I get it It's tough times
0: But damn you guys charge $500
6: Oh yeah that's right They're such a small pool they don't have a
0: snack bar Hell no they don't <laughs> Here's so you can start a snack bar <laughs> Right <laughs> Suckers. You know, it is. It's like Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons, man. You remember last time a Mormon came to my door? Yeah. And I sat their motherfucking asses down. I said, okay, let's talk about the old man upstairs. By the time they left, man, they were gray.
6: Yeah. I don't think they'll ever come back. And I don't they think they'll ever come back. They haven't. No, hell no. They said, fuck that guy. Now they say, skip that house. <laughs> It's like trick or treating They not hey, give know out good
0: candy Don't go there <laughs> You know what I don't care You know People going around Talking about the word Talking about the old man upstairs You know You gotta pass that shit around But at the same time Don't throw that Mormon bullshit at me I don't like that shit You know There's only one freaking uh, deal out there And then you know You bringing a bible around as written by some dude Who likes getting laid by kids What the fuck is wrong With you bringing that shit to me
6: Sad state of affairs.
0: Sad state of affairs, man. By the way, I got sad state of affairs freaking uh, sweatshirts up on the uh, line right now at uh, hooliganbiker.com. That was a plug, huh? Yeah. See how I did that? See how I did that? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. you got to get yours. Uh, China Dow, you got yours.
6: Yeah, it's hanging in my closet. I just finally washed it to get all
0: the dog hair off. You know what you got to do? What? You got to just put that on. And boy, you'll get laid all the time. Just the hoodie. Just the hoodie. That, you know what I also like is when you're in my hockey jerseys. Yeah. That is the sexiest fucking thing is a woman in a hockey jersey only, man. Barefoot all the way up, man. Uh, You (coughs) know what? Women, that will get a guy's dick hard in a heartbeat, man. Does it? See, that's why you guys control the world, and I didn't even BNG yesterday. I know. I was like, damn, I got to enjoy this, man. Nice and tight and all that shit. Oh, come on. Do You really got to go into detail. It was tight. God. You know, it wasn't like the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, sometimes uh, I wonder about women, man, especially that one that had that 69 babies and shit, man. You know, you need a rope tied to your ass so you don't, so fall, don't fall in. Say <laughs> you
6: don't fall in. go for a stroll.
0: What the fuck is wrong with them people, 69 fucking kids? Are they crazy? Well, you I always say that
6: it's all about pro... What is it? Procreation. procreation.
0: <laughs> I can't even freaking watch my grandbabies more than a couple hours, and I want to give them back. 69, <laughs> you're shitting me. Hey, when ours were little, I wanted to give them back too. <laughs> <laughs> Put them back in. Put them back in. They're not done. They're not done, man. Especially Britt. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God, with Britty. Colicky, nine months. No. I wanted to punch you in the mouth for that. I did, I wanted to punch you in the mouth I'm sitting here, the baby's crying (laughs) Well why don't you help, get your fucking ass up And go get that kid (laughs) I never did diapers in my life I have never did it No, never did And people won't believe me No,
6: never did diapers He did bottle feeding, but he did not do diapers Hell yeah man As soon as they felt wet or stinky Here, take it (laughs) Yeah, take it (laughs) It (laughs) stinks It stinks no, you've never done diapers. You haven't even
0: diapered your grandkids. That is not a man's job. And besides that, I don't got the fucking stomach to do that shit. Hollywood would totally
6: be the type changing a poopy diaper. That would be like gagging.
0: No, man, <laughs> uh, I'd have to go get a hazmat suit on to for me to change a diaper, man. It's on me. Gross. <laughs> get the fuck off of me, man. <laughs> You know, and then, then you got got fe- these feminists out there, well, men should do this and do that. And then they talk about, you know, what is this shit when somebody's pregnant and they go around saying that we're pregnant? I ain't carrying a motherfucking kid. I ain't pregnant. She is. What the hell is that?
6: Because it's, like, politically correct, I guess. Man, fuck
0: politically That's tec- correct. Okay, yeah, technically...
6: You know, the female is pregnant But we are pregnant Because, you know, you you helped produce it You know I
0: ain't pregnant
6: You spermed it up there
0: Yeah, I shot the load But damn, man, that don't mean I'm pregnant <laughs> See, maybe I'm too old school for this new shit, man I don't get along with this new shit too good Because
6: it's a joint thing Takes an egg and a sperm So that makes a we Instead of an I You know Nice try trying to explain that dumb shit. What? It made sense in my head. It makes sense <laughs> in your head, you know?
0: Not a lot makes sense in that head of yours.
6: It does to me. You know, she's over
0: there crying and whining last night. Oh, my roots are coming out. You know what? Just go silver fucking pox so I don't have to hear the bullshit no more. And then she said, you won't let me cut my hair. I was like, you know what? Throw a ponytail in eventually. You look fucking hot that way. Wham, I was like, you know what? I said enough. I said enough. I was like, you know what? I looked straight at her, and I said, you look like a butch dyke, okay? Every time you fucking suck on my freaking rod, I'm thinking, man, is this fucking a dude sucking my dick? What the fuck, man? It's a turnoff. That's just mean. What do you mean that's just mean? I'm just
6: being honest. That's mean. You're mean. You, You know what? Your nickname is Andy. No, it's not. That's just what you do. That's what you say. Nobody else calls me that. It's just you. That's just so mean. I do not look like a freaking boy. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather be told I look like a boy than when I went into that one gas station and the lady came up to me and she, I was wearing my breast cancer one. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I am so sorry. I hope you get
0: better. I'm like, what the fuck? She thought I was a fucking cancer patient. Something's with you, man. I'm like, what? You know, we got to get your hair to grow just a little bit longer (laughs) because we're going to be doing that photo shoot with you and trying to raise fun for the firemen, the down firemen. No, I just need more colored bandanas.
6: Um, I'm, yeah, I've worn all mine. I need more. Well, we'll go get you some more
0: today. What what colors you want today? I don't know. We got to see what they have. You got a fucking rainbow one. I know. And then you got all these other ones. It's like, dude, can you wear something that makes you look cool? Bandanas. You know, you're looking like Aunt Jemima right now. That's all right. I get, well, you know it's what? It's covering the roots. <laughs> that ain't uh, PC either. They canceled her ass. You believe they canceled her ass? I know. That's fucked up. I know. <laughs> That's sad. So, China Dow has, uh, she's having a good day. That's probably why she's more uh, happy today, because usually, man, she's been a bipolar bitch for me. In the mornings In the mornings she's been bipolar See that's what I can't stand about her And you know you guys think Hey everything's freaking hunky dory When we're on the show This is a bitch right here okay I'm I'm not ashamed to say so She is a bitch I am And I gotta deal with this shit You guys should be feeling sorry for Hollywood right about now And you know what's even worse I had two of them this past weekend You know I hid I actually did yeah, no, you spent a, I little spent a, a bit,
6: little. bit more time in the studio than you normally do. Yes. You anti-social I wasn't fucker.
0: anti-social when she woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was already up. I was walking around. Hi, how you doing? She's having her coffee. Yeah, and, and then you two were talking, and I woke up, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem with sleeping. You go into bed late is your problem. Uh-uh. We went to bed early every night except 1. And she falls on her fucking face. I know. That is funny. I wish you had that motherfucker video and I'd have been playing that all over the platforms. (laughs) (laughs) Boop. Bitch fell on her face. (laughs) 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 Craziness, man. I was, I, I was trying not to giggle Well this uh, right here song Goes out to your sister uh, Shocker And it's called Trippin' By Godsmack We got some jackal before we come back.
5: Big arms rolled in the headed straight for Chinatown to find the native restless and to see what's going down. We hit the streets walking, check out a it.
0: Listen to the Motorcycle Madhouse
4: Radio A61354. Brotherhood in the Trail is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic. Nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal.
0: Oh yeah, man, that's how our copies are coming on the 16th. Hopefully we'll get you some signed copies out there. Until then, you can go over to Amazon. We are still in the top 100, man. I was like, holy shit, after all this fucking time, my people freaking rock, man. I tell you, they rock. Anyway, that was Jackal. Uh, get out of Chinatown. Oh my God, I know what the feeling is. Sometimes I just want to get out of Chinatown. <laughs> You know what? You said, uh, look at Morbix' dog. You know what you remind me of? What species a dog? Oh, God, what? A pug. You remind me of a pug. I don't look like (laughs) a fucking pug. You know, yes, you do. I do not. I thought you said pugs are cute. They are cute. Morbix' dog's cute. He, He looks like a bulldog. A bulldog. Yeah, you my got God. that attitude. They're Let me adorable. tell you, I got to deal with that all the fucking time. Is that attitude? Anyway, we got some huge news, and you guys, a lot of my listeners probably weren't born around this time, but you'll know what I was talking about. In 1996, the disappearance of the college student Christian Smart yes christian smart that was a huge case back then and they finally got the fucking killers they finally got it after all these years because it was a cold case and all that stuff i actually love that cold case uh show don't you i I love that damn thing it's cool that's a badass thing but let's listen in right now man this is huge news
1: The San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office announced arrests in connection to the 1996 disappearance of Cal Poly freshman Kristen Smart.
3: 24 years without a resolution uh, until today.
1: 44-year-old Paul Flores was arrested on suspicion of Smart's murder. Paul's father, 80-year-old Ruben Flores, booked alongside his son for accessory to murder. Sheriff Ian Parkinson saying Ruben helped cover up the death.
3: Forensic physical evidence was located, and yes, we believe it's it's linked to Kristen, um, and yes, we did find physical evidence at at least two homes.
1: Because warrants are sealed, Sheriff Parkinson couldn't say what has been found during past searches, but did say evidence found during the 2016 excavation of this Cal Poly hillside solidified Paul's involvement.
3: We discovered additional evidence, confirmed that Paul was the suspect.
1: With more than 200 pieces of evidence, DNA testing, and witness statements, the sheriff's office has turned the case over to the district attorney's office for review, even if Kristen's remains are still missing. I'm
3: confident that we have enough of a case to prove beyond a reasonable doubt.
1: Cal Poly President Jeffrey Armstrong applauding the efforts of detectives.
3: The news today of arrest in connection with, this, with the case brings sadness, but also a measure of relief.
1: Sheriff Parkinson admitted investigators made mistakes, but highlighted their efforts to bring justice to the community, saying investigators are closer than ever to finding Kristen.
3: Until we return Kristen to them, this is not over. And we have committed to them that we are not going to stop until Kristen has been recovered, no matter what the cost.
1: I spoke to Susan Flores, the mother of Paul, and she says she is not commenting on the arrests at this time. Neither are the attorneys for Paul or Ruben Flores. On Cal Poly's campus, I'm Megan Healy, KSBY News.
0: That is huge, isn't it? That's humongous. It's about time. I remember as this was all going down, everybody was frantic about this. They were frantic about it. And it know, sucks that they haven't, still haven't found her remains, though,
6: but now that they have the people that possibly did it, according to even their words, maybe they'll f- be able to find her and she'll probably, you know, finally get returned to her family
0: and get put to rest. Maybe what they should do is use the death penalty trick, saying, hey, you know what, if you show us where the body is, we won't seek the death penalty. Life without possibility of parole. Yeah, that's a good way of saying because I think uh, they still have uh, the death penalty out there, so use it against them.
6: Yeah, for sure.
0: Or maybe they won't care. Yeah, right? There's people out there that still won't give it up. Well, that's true. True enough. You know, you might have the defense attorney say, hey, man, don't... uh, you don't know, give up on this. Don't give in and shit. But they also arrested the eighty-year-old father. They said, you know, that prick was probably. Uh, I can't say that because you got to wait for, for the trial to play out and stuff. Uh huh. But that would be a huge fucking deal, man, if they got her. Yeah, it would. Oh my god! And that's you know what? That's like the case. I'm still waiting on that little girl, that was killed in Colorado what which one the the one that they dressed her up like a model all the time, oh yeah, I wish they would find you know open a cold case on that one, you know the mother that actually died uh a breast cancer, and people were thinking it was her, yeah, and they were blaming both the parents, yeah, I think the biggest
6: thing back then was uh they were blaming the mom because they said the handwriting on the letter that was left behind was the same as hers.
0: But who leaves a ransom note that's like four pages long? Exactly, (laughs) and I don't understand. Who's got the time? You know what? They uh, screwed up that case so much... And it would be interesting if it was the mother that did it, and she's going If it was the mother that did it, she's getting the ultimate punishment right the fuck now, man. Uh, she, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine killing your own kid. What the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah, they nailed it, Sergeant Grinch and Geo Jean-Benet Ramsey. Yeah, Jean-Benet, man, a beautiful little soul, and had. Uh, you know, I don't like that shit when parents. Uh put those kids through that what is that for beauty pageants and stuff yeah you know they're little kids you're dressing them up like they're freaking grown-ass women man what the fuck is wrong with you they like the money Hmm. they like the money do you make big money at that they do
6: the kids make pretty big money on that you can win tens of thousands of dollars in the big in the big pageants
5: i didn't know that
6: oh yeah yeah oh yeah I I used to watch toddlers in tiaras, which is the little kids that dress up for the thing, and they're cute kids. A lot of these kids don't look like they like it, but then you got the a good amount of them that have fun doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, and it's expensive. Well, yeah, I can imagine it's expensive, but why would you subject your kid to something like that? because of the money there's fucking perverts out there there's all that kind of maybe i'm just old-fashioned i don't know what it is with me i just don't believe in that yeah you know that's just like gymnastics man what they do to them girls where you can't gain weight you can't eat it's kind of like with those freaking horse jockeys that were you know they had actually a puke uh, dump where they make them puke to uh, lose weight and stuff that ain't freaking cool that ain't healthy You know, but John JonBenet, man, (laughs) uh, you know, she had so much life ahead of her. Yeah, they've
6: actually put some stuff up. I think it's, like, on 2020, not too long ago. And Gio even just posted it, too. They interviewed the older brother. It seemed like it was an accidental death, and the brother had something to do with it. Parents made it look like something else
0: to keep the brother out of jail. So why can't they throw this guy on, like, a lie detector test or... You know, you can't just let that case go, man. So far, that's all they've been doing. You know, that's why with cold cases, uh, you know, at least they got uh, people assigned to them, but I don't think they do much about it. Yeah, just because they're assigned a, a detective as a cold
6: case, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to jump on it right, way, right away and take take over it. You know, they're probably going to start with the most recent cold cases and then work their way backwards. And who knows how long each case takes. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, with how many years ago. So Geo said they did do a lie detector test on him and it was inconclusive. So that means he might know what's going on then. Yeah, well, he was pretty young back then. So how he was, he was around her age, wasn't he? A little older, yeah. He was like eight, nine, uh-huh. Uh somewhere around there. I mean, he was young. So why wouldn't they just say, "Hey, this was a uh, he wouldn't go to jail because he was eight or nine years old with this, and if it was accidental, right?" And the problem is, is I don't think the truth will ever come out. No, I don't think so either, man. And that's a shame, especially if it
6: was something that if if it was accidental and caused by her brother, they're just con- going to continue to cover it up. I can guarantee it.
5: Hmm. Hmm.
6: But hopefully, you know, you never know. You might get the right detective on it as a cold case and might get it resolved.
0: Right. Hmm. Un- Interesting un- stuff.
6: Unfortunately,
0: you know, the mom's gone, so. Maybe we, I should uh, cover a cold case one of these days. You know, those are the thing on these podcast things is cold cases and shit yeah then you'd have to do a bunch of research on whatever one you're looking up well this is true man because i look at the cases for biker stuff going on because we cover stories and stuff like that and i want to follow through with them Mm -hmm. uh we got some news on the keith palumbo case that will be coming out soon and uh the other body that was found with them people are crazy man in this world yeah. they really are can't we all just get along why would you want to take somebody else's life for nothing well, i don't get pe- it that's how people roll you know i know if it's a business dealing or something like that you got to do what you got to do but stuff like this Jean bleday and yeah little yeah, sure, girl ever
6: do anything not a yeah. goddamn
0: thing man but it's i also blame bit. the parents i got to blame the parents man uh you don't dress a kid up like that i don't care no you don't maybe in the teenage years or some shit like that but not when it comes to kids kids. well
6: i know the mom did it because i believe that when she was younger if i'm not mistaken she was also into pageants so she just wanted to carry it on Mm -hmm. and have her daughter do it she was a gorgeous little girl so that she was i mean they just some people go too far yeah. I mean, it, literally, for those pageants, it is 100% about the money.
0: hmm. Sad state of they affairs. They can get
6: college, uh, you know, scholarships to college that get saved for them, even at that
0: young of an age, the whole nine yards. Right. Unfreaking real, man. Unfreaking real. Anyway, other news right now. Everybody knows what's going up in Minnesota, and Antifa has moved in. Uh, protesters are making demands during another uh, night of unrest Uh, yeah it's blowing up out there and now they're fortifying the home of the ex-police officer Kim Potter who shot this kid Uh, you know what I get what uh, that is but you know what I get tired of hearing these protesters make demands while they're out looting fucking businesses you know that's kind of counterproductive and it makes people think you're a bunch of assholes very true. You know, that's just my uh point of view, man. It it really is. It's like okay, you ruin everything by doing your dumb shit. Isn't that how people roll? Mm-hmm. Gotta keep it dumb. Let's dumb it all down. Right. Dumb it all down. I got a couple questions for you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Nothing big. What would you do on a perfect day? Would you want to do it do something with someone else or be alone? What would you do? What is your perfect day besides being a bitch and a bipolar cunt to Hollywood? I don't know. Uh, I think I'd want to do a little bit of both.
6: Like I like going to get my nails done, but I don't like I like going by myself.
0: You're expensive when it comes to the nail department. Why? Wow, it's only forty to fifty bucks. Oh, only forty to fifty bucks. Go ahead. Once a month. See, that's what manics do, man. They just go out there and spend money like it ain't nothing. Really, it's once a month. Okay, I'll
6: give you the nails. Uh, and then I don't know. I like, I like, I like going to play slots, but I haven't done that in forever. You didn't be, play slots over the weekend. Uh,
0: uh, I put twenty bucks in, lost it, and stopped see that's what i like about you with the slots See, slot places are legal here in illinois yeah and you know i don't think it's gonna they're gonna be doing too good when these other casinos are gonna be open i'm gonna be playing dice like a motherfucker i, I do like that.
6: i do like we used to do like when we used to go to the boat in elgin and we'd each take 50 bucks and leave the rest of our finances at home like our cards and stuff that's basically what i did i put i throw 20 bucks in if i lose i lose if i win I cash out, like I. there was one time that I put 20 bucks in, I got it up to 110 so I cashed it out, and then I put the original 20 bucks back in, but kept the winnings separate. Wow, and then, that's a good and way then way if it. I lost that $20, it was the original $20, so I didn't care, but I still had a profit. Rock on. That's how I
0: have always now, done Now, this would be a very interesting question, okay? Okay. okay. You're going to be... Sharing a secret about yourself right after this break with the music. Again, you're going to share a secret that nobody knows. supply shit bro the 420
4: hour with james hollywood Machkari thursday so how do you like the rockin' with hollywood and motorcycle madhouse morning mayhem show
0: unbelievable i love you people i hear them a lot they're as talented as anybody and any players anywhere you're listening to wmmr tv rock on Remind remind me, i got to take that one off, man, because it ain't 9 o'clock, it's uh, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, rocking with Hollywood. But before we went to uh, the music from Iron Maiden, you have a secret that you want to tell everybody. Uh, Yeah. This is very interesting. I just found out myself.
6: (laughs) Yes, I actually found out last night at work From the person I was working with that my boss is planning on quitting. Oh, that is awesome. (laughs) So, Satan will probably be leaving the building. Satan
0: will be leaving the building.
6: (laughs) Which leaves manager spot open unless the uh, assistant manager takes it.
0: Interesting business, (laughs) man. Interesting business. But they were all counting on a sex thing, too, huh? I bet they were. Yeah, I know. Because it's all about sex with you. I
6: know. It's all about it. I think everything about me is already all
0: out there. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, last question. Uh, what is the one thing that scares you the most and why? My closet. Your closet. Uh-huh. Yeah.
6: Because I told you. When I was a little kid, there was a little old lady in a rocking chair in my closet because my door was left open. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a paranoia with leaving my closet open, thinking that that little old lady in the rocking chair is going to be there. My God. And it was just weird
0: because that thing, it, it, yeah, it was creepy. And it is creepy. You know, that is the show for today. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed it. Uh, you know... Freaking the closet, man. I don't know about you, man. It's time to get over that shit. No! But uh, we're going to be uh, doing that 7 p.m. Central Standard Time rocking with Hollywood. Don't forget to come on and uh, listen to my craziness and shit like that. I piss a lot of people off, but that is Hollywood doing his thing. I'll talk to you guys then.
4: Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happen. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal
0: Don't forget to get your copy, guys, over on Amazon and uh, also New Age em. Biking and Brotherhood still kicking ass over there. I appreciate all your guys' support. If you'd like to donate the show, you can by Cash App, dollar sign, Motosaka Madhouse. We're out of here. I'll see you guys tonight. Bye.